0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Money Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband and father. And my brother, what's up, Jason? How's it going, bro?
1: Good. Good morning, out morning out there. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Josh. God bless both of you guys. How's everybody doing?
0: We're, we're doing good. We're doing good. So, yeah, so we're gonna have returning guest, uh Matt Long. And I want you guys to definitely uh, check out his book, The House That Jesus Built, The Biblical Shape of the Earth. It's going to be right here. Hopefully you guys can see it on the screen. And um, yeah, it's going to be, and he's got a picture of his seven kids on the back, man. So this is definitely going to be a a, a biblical-oriented show. Uh, the, The title would be Don't Tread on Me. Um, and you could finish the title, Matt. I forgot that part, but yeah, go ahead, man. How's it going, Matt? <laughs> yeah, it's going good.
2: I was thinking maybe if you had me on one more time, you'd have to add me to the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, I'm um, excited to be back on. We talked about kind of going over one of the last speeches that I did, which uh, was titled, Come and Take It, How to Not Get Tread On and Be a Man in 2023. And as I developed that speech, I do think that a more fitting title is Don't Tread on Me. A lot of people <laughs> seen that that yellow flag with the snake on it and has a lot of history in the United States. And uh, yeah, so very applicable these days.
0: Yes. So yeah, so mm-hmm. if you could, yeah, start out with your presentation and, and we'll go from there, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I got to watch it. And, and guys, uh, if you guys want to check out his YouTube page, uh, it's Matt, son of Chris. Um, look up Matt Son of Chris and then Matt Long next to it because I was trying to search it with just Matt Son of Chris and it's hard and it's hard to pull up. And you know, YouTube probably isn't the most friendly with some of the stuff we talk about. So put Matt Son of Chris all one word and then put Matt Long next to it. It'll pull up. So all right, go ahead, Matt. Yeah,
2: well, I guess just kind of the short version is I was doing a speech in Georgia at a a conference called Skyfall. And I had this topic come to me of like kind of how to be a man and what that means biblically, especially in this day and age. You know, not just your genitalia in this day and age. So um, I started with <clears throat> Genesis one twenty six, which, if you if you look that up, it is um, it's it's in the creation account. It's where God basically gives man dominion over the entire earth. And he says, uh, you'll rule over the, you know, the birds of the air, the, the animals of the field, all the creeping things, the land. But one thing it doesn't give man dominion over is other men. And so if other men are trying to take dominion over us, well, then we have a biblical responsibility to stand up against that. And and that's, that's where the that's the whole idea of, of the argument. And then from there, it's like, well, what does, what does being a man biblically mean? Well, there's, there's a lot of, I broke it up into kind of three, three realms. There's masculinity, which is the characteristics of a man. There's responsibility, which is the actions of a man. And then there's sovereignty, which is the God ordained power and rights of a man. And, and the sovereignty parts, what I just mentioned, Genesis one But if you want to kind of sum up the masculinity of a man in First Corinthians 6 13, it says, be watchful, stand firm in faith, act like men, be strong. So when the Bible says to act like men, what it means is be strong. And and later we'll see, like going hand in hand with being strong is be strong and courageous. It talks about in Deuteronomy and other places. But if you and then if you want to boil down the responsibility of a man, there's lots of responsibilities for men. But this was in First Timothy 5.8 was one of the verses that really jumped at me. It says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for the members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And so, you know, for something to say that you're worse than an unbeliever, it's got to be very important. So providing for your family, standing up for what is right and things like that. So that's that is the gist of, of my presentation. And then I, I kind of, I kind of walk through a little bit of Texas history and, uh, and kind of show some of the the history of some of the brave and courageous men of the state of Texas in in relation to these verses. So I don't know if you want me to go into all that, or if you want to stop and ask questions, what, how do do you want to go?
0: Oh, no, you could go into all that because all that stuff, it it pertains to what we're going to be talking about. So I I love all that stuff, man. If you could, you know, kind of do it like you did the presentation and, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Sure, sure. sure. Well, I'll do. I'll do kind of a condensed
2: form of the presentation. Perfect. But um, if you want, I could. I could share my screen. I'm going to do that.
0: Let's yeah, that that'd be perfect. Hold on, let me put on here that you could share screen. Multiple participants can share at once. So you should be able to share screen now. Okay. And while you're doing that, uh, I could read. I don't know if, if Genesis 126 is on there. I can read it real quick, just so you guys know what he was talking about. Genesis one twenty six. Um, it says, um, then God. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll start at Genesis one twenty four. Then God said, let the earth bring forth, uh, the living, cre- the living creature, according to its kind. Yeah. It looks like this, the screen is sharing now. Just let you know, Matt. Okay. Um, according to his kind cattle and creeping thing beast on the earth, each according to its kind. And it's so, and it was so, and God said, um, God made the beast of the earth according to its kind and according to its kind, our cattle according to its kind and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have uh, dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image and in his own image, male and female, he created them. All right. Perfect. And then he said, "Be be blessed." And, and God said, "And then be be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth over it and subdue it." So what I wanted to say uh, is definitely be fruitful and multiply. That's one thing that Matt's doing, <laughs> and uh, me and Jason are doing right now, <laughs> trying to have more kids. So oh, for sure, uh, it's amazing.
2: <laughs> so, go ahead, so, Matt. <laughs> All right, cool. So can you see my screen there? Yes, sir. Yes, all right, sir. so yeah, there you go. Be fruitful and multiply. And those are those are my seven children right now. My amazing wife, Jessica, she's pregnant with number eight. So we're we're pumped.
0: That's where <laughs> are say, congrats. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. God is great. But all yeah. the blessings so much, you know. Yeah,
2: thank you. And I started out with this one because you always have, you never have like a picture with everybody in it as your family's growing. So then I had to add one of little Prairie <laughs> Mae here. And then uh, Keith, this next one, we're just calling it Ocho for now. So we'll see, <laughs> see if we get a boy and a girl. And Prairie Mae, by the way, I delivered. She was the first, uh, first child that I delivered 100% on my own. Of course, that's- my wife, Jessica, she was there, but yeah,
0: other than- <laughs> so. yeah dude, it's, it, it sucked because uh during COVID, it, they wouldn't even allow me in the, uh, in the, in the operating room when my wife had C-sections. And then by the time I had two kids, I, I had to get, bring all this stuff and find a babysitter for the other two. So yeah. I, I didn't even make it for the, the, the other one. So that's a yes. blessing and amazing.
2: Yeah, so the joke I made in my presentation is that if, if you have seven children and you're going to hang something on the wall, you better hear a stud because this is a <laughs> this is a piece of shelving I put in, and this that's like 45 seconds after I installed it. Right? <laughs> Everything's got to be tested, you know, to the max. 100%. So, uh, so, yeah, so at, at Matt, son of Chris, I used to have a, another channel which got deleted off YouTube, and I got deleted off Twitter. So this is where you can find me now. Uh, Josh mentioned i got a book. It's called The House That Jesus Built about the biblical shape of the earth it's also got a great chapter on the reliability of the scriptures in there this is a just a brief synopsis of why i believe what i believe as far as the shape of the earth goes and and we had a show about that um number maybe a couple months ago at this point
0: yeah yeah Um,
2: my wife jessica she's on instagram at lemon drop tribe it's a great uh spot to see pictures of our family but also she just like full-on truth bombs unsuspecting Uh, mothers you know in her insta stories and that's that's probably the best place to get your news it's literally my wife's insta stories right there your truth or news so (laughs) come and take it how to be a man in 2023 and not get tread on um just so you know this is not the definition of a man here that's me on the left a few years ago look at drinking a beer like that's what the world would say a man is and i would just like focus in on the chub around my face of of what happens when you drink beer and actually, uh, this is like random, and I said it in my uh, deal, but like drinking beer is actually like taking birth control pills, estrogen wise. It's it's actually such a big deal. You guys should look into that. Um, anyways, yeah, on yeah, an a side there,
0: I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah, I've uh, I I don't even drink anymore, so it's it's and it helps yeah. a lot, man. Yeah, neither do I, for sure.
2: Yeah, neither do I. So let's go back here like we talked about in Ephesians for or, uh actually I actually didn't bring this up but for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church his body and himself its savior so we're talking about how to be a man and yes the man has the privilege of being the head of the household right except it's it's more uh, it's quite a burden actually because it says that he's supposed to be like Christ like a savior and um we talk about in my in my presentation of like um, you're, you're making all these decisions individually, like in the moment and all these decisions add up over time and they don't just add up for your own life, but they add up for the generations to come going back to this idea of being fruitful and multiplying and, and being able to impact, uh, the, the world, not just for this year, next year, but for hundreds of years. And so that's why we, you know, we choose to have a big family and we choose to, honor god in the little decisions like you know maybe not drinking alcohol or uh maybe not putting our kids in school and and we know these are small decisions that over time are gonna have a big impact and we and i'm just showing in this graph here how um you know one generation can can set you up and then you know over time seven generations you can create this um uh, you can create this unbelievable waterfall of of good decision making that gets passed down to your children. And then obviously you can do the opposite too, right? And and it may even be that uh, mm. one or two generations your your line, your lineage actually uh dies off. So oh. yeah. So we mentioned masculinity, the characteristics of a man, responsibility, the actions of a man, sovereignty, the God ordained power and rights of a man. So masculinity, be watchful, stand firm in the stand firm in the face in the faith act like men be strong. So the characteristics of a man be strong men are strong. And that's physically, that's spiritually, that's emotionally um, it says, but if anyone and then responsibility, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially the members of his household, he has denied the faith, the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And like I said, I, I, I can't, I, that is a hard, um, that is a hard verse right there.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, definitely, man.
2: Yes, so this idea of being um, strong and courageous, I I give some examples in the Texas Revolution, Um, but back then, um, Texas was part of Mexico. And um, you had all these people moving down to Texas because Texas had cheap land, and you can see kind of the yellow border uh that that is texas and i added the the red border there so you could actually see the shape texas was actually much larger than than it is today and so the the part that goes along the north side of texas was the southern border of the united states and the united states passed some laws that made it harder for people to own land believe it or not if that it sounds like your government so they they were they were wanting to settle these territories, and so what they were saying was people could they would sell these territories for like I don't know like a dollar an acre, but they were making they made it to where you'd have a one hundred acre minimum, and people couldn't afford like a hundred dollar payment, and they weren't they weren't um they weren't extending any credit. Well, Mexico said there is no minimum, and we're selling land for like twelve cents an acre. So people started moving to Texas in droves and even to the point where people just like leave their houses and write GTT on them for gone to Texas. And so Mexico was wanting people to come down, settle the land of Texas and uh, and, and people were loving it. And then at some point, uh, a guy named Santa Ana was elected and he became a dictator over all of Mexico and he ripped up the Constitution And started disarming the population He started taking away their weapons and the people of Texas started to get wind of this. They started to hear that, oh, Mexico is sending troops across the Rio Grande into um, into the territory of Texas. And and they weren't having it. And actually, when the Texas Revolution started, they they weren't even sure they wanted to be their own sovereign nation. They they kind of at first they wanted to be a separate state in Mexico. But eventually, obviously, we know we know how that turned out. So um, there's a little town of Gonzales where, <clears throat> if you guys have seen, I guess I show you here. So this flag, it's where this flag comes from, town of Gonzales, and what happened was, is there was it's a town of like two dozen men, something like that, and Mexico sent five soldiers up there to go take a cannon back that they had lent them to. Um, to protect themselves from the Indian nations. And the, the people of Gonzales, you know, said they got together and they said, we can't let them take this cannon back because it's, it's the first step of many of disarming the population and we'll have no defense against our government. And so they wrote them back or they sent the soldiers back and said, you tell your officers that the threat that existed when you gave us this cannon still exists and we're not giving it back and by the way, the cannon didn't even work. Okay. Like these are people that are standing on principle. The cannon just sat there, gotten dusty and, um, and, and in fact it did not work, but, but these were, these were men that, that had values and, and backbones. So, uh, they sent them back, said, no, we're not giving it back. And so the Mexicans actually sent like a hundred dragoons, which is like cavalry. And, um, and by the way, when they sent the people back, the first thing when they sent the five soldiers back to say no, the first thing they did was evacuate the women and children and then sent scouts out to go find other men to fight because they had about 18 guys. And so they do this and they're actually able to rummage up like 80 men and they bring them in back and they set up this line right on the river so that when the Mexicans come back, the Mexicans would have to like cross the river in order to fight them. So the Mexicans come back and they say, we want the cannon back. And they say, nope, not going to do it. And one of my favorite lines is they say, um, we believe we are doing what is right. And without force, we will not yield. And um, basically willing to go to go to battle against these soldiers. You know, these regular guys are going to fight these soldiers just to not give this cannon up. And eventually what happens is. The, the Mexicans aren't able to cross at that river point because the, the Texans had moved all the ferries to their side of the river. And uh, they the Mexican soldiers went north to try to cross. And in the middle of the night, the Texan soldiers crossed the river and went over and attacked them that morning. And um, so they attacked them that morning and uh, drove them off. And it it's known as the Battle of Gonzales, but it started out as the fight at Williams' Place because the it happened in a guy's field last name Williams, and nothing really happened other than they drove the Mexicans off. Supposedly, only one casualty was one of the Texans' nose because they had uh, a horse had reared back and got scared when they shot this cannon off. And and I forgot to mention this flag, this "Come and Take It" flag was a flag that they made for when the Mexicans came back. They painted the cannon on there and they said, "Come and take it," and it's kind of Kind of an homage to um, uh, the Spartans uh, when the Persians were there. And I um, malon labe, I think, is the, the Latin term of basically like, if you want our weapons, you're going to have to come take them. Right. So really, really cool stuff. Really brave guys. So these men were being watchful. These men were standing firm. These men were acting like men. They were being strong. Uh, Deuteronomy says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread. Joshua says, have I have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. And so uh, we see all these reminders from God to men to to be strong. Do not fear. Do what is right Um, and be just. And so moving on to responsibility. Right. So but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And uh, and then sovereignty, like I talked about, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion over all the earth. Right. That's everything except other men, your your rights and your freedoms stop where they start infringing on others. So <clears throat> remember, I mentioned earlier this idea of. um, uh, sorry i went blank so i mentioned earlier where man is supposed to be a savior for for his household right and the enemy of of being a savior would be cowardice because a coward puts his life in front of others but a savior puts others lives in front of his own and there's a lady her name is elizabeth houston and actually, I want to tell a couple um, Sam Houston stories first. So uh, Sam Houston was the general that led the Texans to, to ultimate victory. And actually, why don't I tell that story? So um, so eventually, uh, the Texans, they fight at the Alamo, and they're defeated at the Alamo. Uh, about 200 Texan men stood their ground for like... Um, an entire week against like 5000 Mexican soldiers all right so 5000 versus 200 and when the Mexicans gave the Texans an opportunity to surrender their response was to fire the cannon back at them like these are the type of guys that we're talking about that were um that were defending the land anyways they literally all get killed um in fact there were a couple survivors and then Santa Ana, who was the president of Mexico was actually there he was leading the Mexican forces and he basically executed all the Texans at, at the Alamo, the, the remaining survivors. One of them was Davy Crockett. And then there was another slaughter in a town called Goliad, where they basically took 400 Texan soldiers that had surrendered under the understanding that they would be sent back to the, uh, to the United States. Well, they took them out, let them out in four different directions, shot them all, killed them. And so the Texans are literally like their blood is boiling. So you have Sam Houston, who's the general who is, who is leading these men and, and he's leading this long, basically retreat across Texas uh, eastward into the the forest of Texas, where he knows the Texans will have the advantage because they have um, superior riflery uh, against the, against the Mexicans. So anytime they had a battle where they were able to hold up in trees and shoot the Mexicans from a distance, they, they won. So um, <clears throat> Sam Houston is a guy who, Uh, At the last battle, the Battle of San Jacinto, he was he was actually shot out from his horse was shot out from underneath him twice uh, on on, under the last charge. And it said that one time he actually landed on his feet and kept running. So he's he's a pretty awesome individual. Um, One of my favorite stories is when he was in his younger days, he got shot in the leg with an arrow and was having one of his officers pull it out. And his officer had tried twice. And was unsuccessful in pulling it out. And then on the third time, Sam Houston pulled his sword out, stuck it at the guy and said, you get it out this time, or I'm going to smite you to the earth. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's a serious individual. Um, he got in trouble because he was like a US congressman or senator, and he beat up another senator like with his cane, uh, literally on the streets of Washington, DC, over an argument they had had in chamber previously that day. And he ended up having to go through a big trial and Actually, the guy who represented him was a lawyer by the name of Francis Scott Key, who wrote the you know national anthem. Like a very, like a lot of really cool guys were alive at this time and interacting. And and Davy Crockett, who fought at the Alamo, he was like a previous senator or congressman. I can't remember which one, but uh, from Tennessee. So uh, yeah, it was just really really cool time. And so Elizabeth. So what happens is the Texans and the Mexicans have a standoff at San Jacinto, and they're there for like. Six or seven days, no one's attacking. And then and the at this point, the Texans have a little bit of a numbers advantage over the Mexicans. And then what happens is one uh, one morning or one late one night, another regiment of Mexicans show up. And now the Mexicans have a numbers advantage. And um, it was thought that Houston should have attacked the Mexicans before that other regiment showed up but he's quoted as later saying as I didn't want to take two bites out of the same apple so it's like he was waiting for them to get there so then he could fight them and and end it once and for all that's that's you know that's the thought anyway and so the Mexicans are replenished the Texans don't attack and so Santa Ana thinks well if Houston didn't attack while he had the numbers advantage, and now I have these other the other men here. He's not going to attack now, so Santa Anna kind of lets his guard down, lets his men take an afternoon nap, and and that afternoon, like 4 p.m., um, actually previously that morning, Houston had sent spies around and actually um, broke up these bridges over these rivers that would have been anyone's opportunity, only opportunity to escape this battle because they were like backed up to rivers. Um, and so, and then at like 4 p.m., they creep in like the Texas prairie grass across this field that separated them. And then the Texans charge and they actually win win the battle in 18 minutes. In 18 minutes, the battle is over. And it's a, there's a great quote. They think it's from Napoleon. It says that quarter hours decide the fate of nations. And it's this notion that like, these small, very important moments are, are super pivotal, not just in battles and wars, but in the fate of nations. And that goes back to my decision-making paradigm that, that I talked about earlier, these little decisions that we make every day, kind of a large impact over time. So the Texans attack, and actually they they killed 600 men, they took 700 prisoners, and they only lost 18 on their side. So that's that's how one-sided the battle was. And the whole time they were screaming, remember the Alamo, remember Goliad, so these, these were amazing brave men that ended up winning their freedom. And so just to give you a little more insight on Sam Houston, this is a quote from his mom. His mom says, my son, take this musket and never disgrace it. For remember, I would rather all my sons should fill one honorable grave than one of them should turn his back to save his life. Go and remember, too, that while the door of my cottage is open to brave men, it is eternally shut to cowards. So that's, that's the type of mom he grew up with. And she'd obviously read Revelation 21, 8 that says, but as for the cowardly, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. So the Bible does not take kindly to cowards. And why? Why do they not? Well, that's because if you're a coward, you are selfish. And if you are selfish, you do not have the ability to be a savior. And here's a quote from William Travis, who was the commander in charge at the Alamo. And he says the enemy has demanded a surrender of discretion; otherwise, the garrison are to be put to the sword if the fort is taken. I have answered their demand with a cannon shot, which is what I talked about earlier. He says, "Our flag, <laughs> our, our flag still waves proudly from the walls. I shall never surrender nor retreat." So um, that's it, man.
0: That's, that's an awesomely a presentation. Man.
1: <laughs> oh, oh that, that's the, you got a lot of uh, a lot of good quotes and good Bible verses in there too to show how men should be acting today because man, a lot of men are taking a backseat to everything and it's not Mm -hmm. just only their fault. It's just like, that's how men are. If you're going to put us in the backseat, we'll stay Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I saw, I've, I've been watching a great podcast lately and, and this is a guy who studies cycles and he talks about how the further the generation gets away from the generation that won the, their freedom, right? That established this place. The further you get away from that, it's almost like a child being born into uh, extreme wealth, right? They don't have to work for it. It's just there. And so it's just, like a, it's just like a cycle. It's like a trend. Like you've got these great generations and then they fade, they fade, they fade, they fade. And then it creates a time where you have to have another great generation. And these are just, man, these are men that did not love their lives more than what was Right or their children or the importance of a, a god given um existence on this earth right
0: yes and also uh we got to understand that like the devil's putting up so many things to keep us away from being like the man you know what i mean they got a you know tv and then they got football then they got sports and everything that keeps you i mean i know that sports is like manly but keeping you away from being a man for your family you know cuz on Sundays when they when they play football for example they, they did it on purpose you know to keep you away from going to church and being the spiritual leader of your home which is what we're really supposed to be and uh well, they feminize
1: far- men on tv too they feminize them more than anything um, yeah. else we're, we're being we're being like our masculine is being taken away and especially with i'm not saying it's it's i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying it's anything against women at all there's nothing that, that you're just as important as a man but if I mean, if you want to go to statistics, if if you have a single mom raising a family, you know the statistics are that those kids will be more likely to fail in life than they are to be raised with with the single father, and that's and and it, and that's the same statistics as if you have a two parent home. If it is is very high rate of those kids succeeding in life because the father can nurture and he also can be he's a disciplinary he's he's one's gonna discipline. And he can also be the one that, that loves and nurtures there that a mom is not, is not, I'm not saying that a mom is, is not important, but I'm just saying that the, the father is, you have a lot more effect on a, on a, on a child's, you know, generational curses by the father not being in there. You know, a woman, you know, needs a woman needs a strong man in life to, to be the example and a man needs to be a, 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 a boy needs a strong man at home to. To discipline them and understand that, hey, there's, there's, the, you respect their structure. You need, you need, and and nowadays it's just not like that. It's just, say, hey, let them do, oh, let them do what they want. It's okay. They enable it. And it's, man, it, and it's I, like that, that saying goes, you know, weak men are creating hard times right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and like you said, it it does, it's like a trend. Like that's a good point. But why do we got a trend to the downward ways all the time? Why can't we just keep trending up and keeping it that way?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And uh in, in Ephesians uh 22, uh like Jason was talking about it says wives submit to your own husband as to the Lord. I'm going to keep I know that he he went over part of these verse but um wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the of the wife and also Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Therefore just as the church is subject to Christ so let the wives be uh to their own husbands and everything husbands let your wife uh, love your wives just as christ has loved the church and gave uh himself for her and that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word so if you understand what he's saying there that's uh you definitely you want to love your wife like christ loved the church so that's like to die for your wife or like to die for your family right was what matt was talking about with the with the alamo and also um Uh, cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word so you want to be the spiritual leader of the home right so you want to be you know teaching your wife praying with your wife so there's a big responsibility on you there also with your family and your kids right that he might present her to himself as a glorious church not having a spot or wrinkle of any such thing but that she would be holy and without blemish so husbands ought to love their own wives as as their own bodies how many of us are doing that? You know, how many of us are loving our wives? Like, you know, there's a big responsibility as a man. Matt's like, Matt's talking about is being courageous is not only going out to fight, like going in the military. Like I was in the army. That's courageous. Yes. But being courageous is also, uh, putting your family before your own needs is what was, what Matt was talking about, you know? Um, yeah. And
2: I, and I don't want to give off the perception that I, because I talked about it, that i do it 100% of the time, because man, I I fail all the time. Just just ask my wife, right? And, you know, like, the key is to try and learn from your mistakes and and not do it again. And um, and it's, it is actually it's these small things are very important. And, and Josh will tell you, like, we tried to do this show a, a couple weeks ago, but man, I like, I wasn't I wasn't holding up stuff at home and man my wife let me know it and I said you know what like I've got to get some stuff in order in in my head and um and the things that I'm trying to handle and Josh man I'm sorry but we're just we're going to do it another time and and it was because I needed to have like a physical action to show what was kind of hap- happening spiritually and so the this desire to protect this desire to go out and and earn this desire to want to impact the world, it can't trump that verse of being a savior to my family, because if I, if I don't get that right, well, then there's nothing else out there for me that that's, that's worth it. And it's, there really is no, in my opinion, and I, I it's, this is something that like, I, I don't necessarily feel in my heart yet, but I'm trying to make myself feel in my heart is that if I can die to self and, and have no ambition beyond raising my children and being a good husband to my wife, is is that enough? Can I make that enough for me? Like if I don't, um, you know, help Texas win its independence again, if I don't, um, make a million dollars. If, if I don't do these things, can I rest in the fact that I'm being a great husband and a great father and I'm raising up the next generation? Can I make that enough for myself? Because the selfish part of me, which we just talked about selfishness and, and how that is cowardice, the selfishness in me is like, dude, I'm not done yet. I've still got like, I've still got some juice in these legs. You know, I, I think I can still do great things. But man, that's selfish, you know, and I and I do believe that even in my unselfishness, I'm still thinking like, well, maybe if I'm unselfish, then maybe God will bring, you know, bring these things like it's like I can't get away from it. And so <laughs> I I need to like constantly remind myself and yeah, and, you know, remind yourself in different ways, whether writing yourself notes or sending yourself emails or um you know for me it'd have to be like i'd have to have like a reminder every 15 minutes you know (laughs) die to self right and and so yeah it's just tough i agree you
1: you also see the uh the way the way that god has laid it out for you in the bible is proof is in the pudding right there look at our nation if you're not following the way the structure uh, the the way it's god has made it for you you know the head of the household is, is is the father but he's this the submission uh uh is for both though too. it's not just for the wife the man has to submit that the it's you got to serve it's 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 a there's there's structure in the home there's structure in, in everything and if you don't follow it you get punished it's like the punishments for the judgments of god come and it's like oh Wow, man look how fast the, the the nation deteriorates when you start to break when the, when the devil attacks the home takes a father out of the home and now you have now you have just 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 a a nation of 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 you, you can see how it is today right now it's 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 pretty pathetic it's, it's yeah, and, to watch how it is right now,
2: yeah and I've even heard it put like there's not necessarily <clears throat> punishment for sin, but there's consequences, right like God may not say, All right, you did that, I'm gonna do this, but it's like, no, you did that. You you let my will for you is not to commit that sin, but because you committed the sin, it's now taking you down this road and then this road and then this road. And we saw that graph, just that slippery slope of bad decision after bad decision. And I'm I'm not saying there's not necessarily punishment for sin, but you know, on these little things every day, there it it starts a, a slow fade. There's that song, you know, it's a slow fade, but
0: I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And, the, and it's crazy because as you see your kids coming like and having, you know, more kids, like there's, there's a point where, you know, when you and your wife might've been having problems, like when I was deployed, we had some issues. Like, can you imagine if we would have like, not like we would have broke up or divorced yeah. or anything. And we would have not, we, I wouldn't have had these beautiful kids. So men, mm-hmm. as young men that are listening, you know, you got to understand that, you know, when, if you're, if you're with your wife or you intend on marrying the girl that you're with that, you know, you could have beautiful children, you know, like, like these, or if I brought up my <laughs> kids, it's like, it's like, God will bless you so greatly, but you have to make these, these good decisions, you know, continuously, you know, and then all of a sudden you're going to be blessed with the home and, and your wife and your kids. And, and it's, it's all going to happen for you. You know, you just got to make sure that you stay strong as a man. And if you do follow what God says and his will then it, it's going to happen that way. And that's what happened with me and my wife. You know, we had all these issues, you know, back in the day before I was, you know, uh, you know, I was, I was making, I was, it was me though. You know, I was, or it was her too, but I was, I was the one that was the problem. Cause I, I was <laughs> wanting to party still and do all these things that, that God doesn't want you to do. I wasn't trying to live by God's will. As soon as I went to church, started finding discipline from the military and I went to the army, which is courageous. That's the courageous part. But I learned all these things, but God built me from the ground up, but everything came together though. But it just took a long, a lot of uh, learning from me and discipline, you know, and discipline is the main thing. Matt talked about on his presentation, if you guys watch it about working out and, and certain things that, you know, that we do, but what all that stuff is, it's not like God says, Hey, go work out. That's all I want you to do. But what it does is it builds discipline and it builds structure in your life. And it helps you to be able with the other scenarios that happen, you know? For you to for you to be uh, disciplined and and discipline is a is something I needed in my life greatly and I just went to the extreme and just joined the army to get disciplined. But I don't it's not to say you have to do that, but that's what I needed for me to be uh, snapped into shape, you know, uh, spiritually, physically, and mentally. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, I think
2: I think there's lots of things that that you can build discipline on, whether it's you know taking notes while you work or um, having a to- do list. I personally really like working out. I like the way I feel when I do it. Uh, I always like I never feel like I've arrived, right? Like I'm all, I always feel like i I've got more work to do there. So it, it gives me something to strive for. my my wife wants me in shape. you know, she uh, I, she's younger than me, so I need to I need to stay, you know, um, I need to stay on my game, you know, to keep up with her because she runs circles around me. and and like we talked about earlier, uh, off 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 camera when you have a bunch of children it, it is the fastest way to rid yourself of selfishness because you cannot your family will not work if you have a bunch of kids a wife and selfishness it it is it is immediately it immediately surfaces and by the and by the way like 90% of the time it's me like i'm saying like no i've got to get this done or i've got to get this done um and it's because I, I'm like, I'm down in the weeds and I don't, I don't pull my, myself back and think like, oh, how wonderful is it that, you know, my daughter's in here, you know, telling me about the, the unicorn she drew. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm worried about some stupid spreadsheet, like who cares, you know? And, and so selfishness is exposed way faster. and And there's also, like I said, there's there's no time for like sin in my life. Like, yes, I sin. Yes, it's a problem, but there's no time for anything else. Like I, I wake up, I, I help with children. I work all day. I help with children. And dude, we go to bed, like we put the children down and, and now it's time for my wife and I go to bed. Like that, that's it. You know, that that's our lives. And, and everyone's what time do you goes. guys
0: end up having to go to sleep? I, I mean, it, it has to be late because you guys. I mean, I I, I end up yeah, going to sleep about eleven thirty, and I only have three kids. I can imagine.
2: <laughs> I'd say I'd say we're in bed by
0: nine thirty every
2: oh, night. That's good. That's and good. then you know, good maybe, going. Maybe we sit up and talk. Maybe we do other things. Maybe maybe we yeah. have to clean some more after the kids go to bed. But like we're um we're working on now as they're getting a little bit older like you know making sure they have jobs making sure they know how to clean up and yes, yes. you know if if they're able to kind of tidy up after themselves it takes some of the work off of us
0: yeah and
2: and by the way like it's not us being lazy it's like they need to learn how to work because we're, we're growing these individuals that we want to be able to exist on their own someday and you know we always say like we want them to be full people there's all these like all these like half people walking around out there today <laughs> and so i agree yeah we do everything we can to make them successful and it's yeah it's a lot of work and i just i like i'm in i'm in my office and there's a door that i can hear just opened up so like i feel like someone's about to start tugging on the
0: oh right now on the,
2: yeah i, I think oh,
0: okay well, if it happens, no. hey guys, you know whatever it happens. No, yeah. no, it's fine. yeah. If it happens, <laughs> I'll
2: bring them in and we'll we'll introduce. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I do that too. My daughter sometimes comes downstairs at five, you know, five thirty when I do a show, and I'm like, all right, right. let me just bring her in. But um, well, that's it. Like you, you and I both, <clears throat>
2: we we prioritized our family. That's why we're doing the show so early, right? Yes, well, so yeah, early for you guys. Five there, seven <laughs> that's here.
0: That's so, exactly what um, we have to do. Yeah, I do it anyway. I,
2: I can hear him uh, tugging. I'm gonna let him come in. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean that's just that's part of it come in there buddy who is it i don't even know who it is yet oh it's <laughs> bo
0: here come here what's wrong what do you need yeah see guys this is this uh, is the this is what happens and oh what's up bo how you doing
2: he's got his sister's hat on here
0: hi <laughs> hey you say hi No, that's oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. this This happens to me when I, yeah, we're, we're having a show actually on abortion, bro. And my daughter came downstairs, and I was just like, "Okay, let me wow. show you guys why you don't yeah. want to do that." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Dang it, there was so much stuff I wanted to to talk about that that I that I had going in in my head. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was going to ask you, bro, you homeschool your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Any advice you could give to anybody out there on homeschooling your kids and how to show them how to like separate science from the Bible, you know, like that's so. Sure. Important.
2: Sure. Um, is it possible to take like a three minute break? Can you edit this oh. out? Later?
0: Um, you could you could take a break and me and Jason and we'll, we'll talk. All right. All right. Let me take a break. Cause he needs his die for change. All right. Let's, oh yeah. Go ahead. And this, this is, is all part life. of, this is and, all part of the family. Yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. No problem. No problem. You guys time me cause I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> it's all good. Jason, uh, un- unmute yourself, brother. Um, so yeah, this is all good stuff, man. And uh, yeah, we love this, but but yeah, Jason, you, you have uh, uh, your sons in diapers right now. I have a daughter in diapers right now too. So, Yeah, my
1: wife, my wife kills it though when <clears throat> when uh when when it, when it when needs to be. So, I'm yeah. not I'm not too like I said. <clears throat> I'm trying to I'm trying to actually follow that actual try to that structure the way God does it. You know, like I'll provide, you know, you take care of the home, and and I and I don't want my kids going to school either. And I don't want them. I don't want them being indoctrinated. It's not even. It's not even being t- taught anymore. It's being. It's just indoctrination. It's. It's. It actually how the, how the, how Matt was talking. Hey, you know, like how how you separate yourself from that. They that line of of strong men. You go so far away from it. You you you. Uh, you yeah. See, the ju- I'm telling you, man. There there are so many judgments that that God put on, put on people that, that where <clears throat> you break that structure, you, you get, man, you get, it's messed up. It's not, it's not fun to watch right now. How It was slow at first, but now it's pretty quickly deteriorating our, our country to where our nation is, is walking away from God and, and doing his, you know, doing its fleshly desirables. And, and it's not, it's not fun to watch anymore. it's, it's, and we've been having so many shows on, on, on on satanic uh uh sra stuff like that and 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 that's and, and just hearing about it and then hearing about abortion rates and stuff like that it's just it's very it's very sad to, it is. to think like like so many children will never make it like like maybe that's why god says be fruitful and multiply because there's a lot of souls out there that want to experience life and experience being being on this earth and and it's and this doesn't happen because you, you just take that, you take that yeah. that chance away before it even starts. It's like, not even, yeah. and even when you're, uh, when you divorce rates and stuff like that, look, look how fast that wrecks. Like you take the man out of the home and it's like you divide the family and, and you don't even, there's not even people eat dinner anymore together. The, people, the families don't even pray, They don't pray together. They don't stay together.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true, man. And, and there's so much out there to, uh, to break the family up and uh you know they're pushing the wife to to, to be the the leader of the home as far as uh, financially you know trying to push them to become independent and make all this money and sometimes. and that's great
1: and that's fine but no you know your both of your roles in life it's not yeah you you make money you you work but your role as as a as a woman and a wife there's still there it doesn't matter it, it but they don't do that. Like I was talking to this lady yesterday at, at my son's football practice and to hear how like, calif- like like our state takes the man and just bashes them to pieces. It's like they, you don't, you, you gotta, you know, you, 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 the woman is favored in this state and it, it and that's, that's also good. You know, it could, it could be the, the mom could be the, you know, the, the better, the better parent, but still like you need that both parents in the life. The men need to stand up and actually do things like that, and women need to stand up and be like, you know what? I don't think that's fair. You know, I don't, I don't I, just because we're not together doesn't mean we can't be cordial and like, hey, you know what? I don't think a thousand dollars a month for a child is fair. You know, if you get them 50-50 and I get them, you know, stuff like that, you know, like make it fair again, make it and actually build the the marriage back up. Just don't get married and like you're dating. You know, if you're going to make me and my wife met on a, on a, you know, out of nowhere and we're still, we're married now, but it's not, I'm not saying it's easy and it's just, oh, we float by, we skate, we do, we we do our thing. No, it is a daily hourly battle just to stay you know, because we're culturally different, we're our ages are different. You know, like like three kids. You know, I have a previous child with a with another woman, and that's that just weighs on a, on a on a home sometimes. And you're like, man, it's like I don't even know how we do it. I don't like I don't Matt. I don't even know how you would do it with seven kids. I or and, and the on one away. My. I, 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 I they asked you how'd you do it and seriously you don't have an answer for it it's just basically the grace of God helping you out that is it you really and that's good that you solely you're learning this to, to take what people don't do these days and like solely rely on God like like how the birds and the bees and and animals do they don't they don't wake up and go oh man I'm gonna go rape and kill somebody right now they they wake up and go hey you know what I gotta, I gotta go get my meal. I gotta make my home nice. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And I gotta take care of everything. And then I get to rest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And well, then- I think I was just saying like it's I, I heard kind of the last part of your conversation, but I I also like this is my second marriage. This is my wife's second marriage. So we're a blended family as well. And dealing with the the exes and the toxicity there is man it's just a reality of a lot of families today and so we we know the burden the of people that are that are going through that but we both just had we wanted better lives and God has fully redeemed us and and given us this opportunity we've got you know sole custody of her children and we still share my oldest daughter um with my ex and and that's it's not always easy. Um, and so one of the best guys to follow on marriage is Jordan Peterson. Like he, he tells it how it is. And like, it is, it is a decision. Like, yes, like there, there's a reason you guys met. And, um, you know, there's that awesome infatuation period and the dating period. But like you guys are deciding to do life. And it's not that marriage is hard. It's life is hard, dude. And And men and women react differently in different situations and, uh, and combine that with the fact that you have different backgrounds, different ages. And it's just, there, there's a, for the, the weaker people, there's this perception that the grass is greener, right? Like, man, if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for him, like I could be happy. No, like happy is, is a decision, right. Or joy is a decision. Like you decide that you're going to wake up and do life with someone and and not give in. And, and by, by the way, it was the biggest diaper change in the history. <laughs> like it was like over, all over his bed. He, he came here. It was on me. I'm in a different shirt now. And, and my wife is pregnant. She's very sick. So like, she can't do it right now. Yeah. And so it was just like, Oh my goodness. I threw him in the shower and I got his older brother. I was like, get him clean. You're like,
0: dang, there goes my three minutes.
2: Yeah. Right. That's yeah. I didn't. I didn't want that to affect my my record. <laughs> no, I went a
1: cappella. I went a cappella for three minutes. I kind of. Yeah. I, 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 this issue is very weighs big on me because you know, I because I'm guilty of it. So I'm guilty of not of not being the the man uh, that I'm supposed to be, that God wants me to be, and I'm and I'm 100 guilty of that every day, and I've been guilty of it since I was probably born, and 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 trying to fix that and trying to hit that head on is is one of the most difficult things i've had to encounter in my life because like i said it's like when you get married selfishness you know it comes out and and, and i'm not saying that that when me and my ex were you know we had problems that that dude that was 90 percent me like i'll take all blame for that because i could have been a better person take the high road <clears throat> but i was just i wasn't i was never I didn't see that in my, in my, in my upbringing to where it would teach me, Hey, this is how you resolve an argument or, you know, don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed. uh, You know, let the sun go down when you're, you're, you're arguing with your, especially your, your wife and your significant other, you know, it's, 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 I, I firmly try to stand yeah. on that too. I don't, I, I argue, I, Hey, believe me, I know how to argue. I know how to get myself into a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I like to go to bed and be, hey peace wake up breakfast you know and just forget about what happened the day before
0: that's a good point and uh yeah and also when you're you know it's ingrained in us when we were like growing up like in high school like we were trying to get as many women as we could and you know and and women were not you know we weren't taught like that women are you know the importance of a woman or we weren't taught biblically how to be with a woman and
1: like, object, we just to... objectified them because there's obj- objects me yeah. there. like it didn't matter yeah i so, didn't now that i have a daughter i'm like oh my gosh if anybody <laughs> ever did that to my daughter oh my god what? A, oh my, once you have a daughter you're like oh yeah, wow man, that's three, horrible
0: i have three daughters so yeah i, I definitely agree so nice but it's it, <clears throat> yeah so it's very hard to <laughs> snap yourself out of that and then learn how to be with the woman without having the man. Like, that's why the spiritual leader of the home is so important, especially when you have boys, you know, because you got to make sure you teach them all that. Um, The wife also needs to know... Also, the wife needs to know, like in, in Proverbs 21, it says better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than than a, than a house shared with a contentious woman, uh, <laughs> complaining woman or somebody that's like nagging and nagging. And nagging. It's not it's not good to do that either, because there's so many stresses that a man has, so many stresses that a woman has. You know, when you start adding that into the equation, you know, it's not good for the man either. So, uh, yeah, there's of the, well,
2: one of the things that I, that I mentioned in my talk is. <clears throat> Men are, and I got this from Jordan Peterson men are superior physically to women. And like, if a man wanted to, he could, you know, basically bludgeon a woman, right? But we don't. And a woman, because she's not superior physically, she can't like grab you and shake you. What she has is her words, right? She, like, women can argue, women can hit you quick, women can, you know, that sharp little thing right off the bat. And it's because, and and what I'll find is like, I'll get that sharp stuff if I haven't listened to her her kind reminder, you know, two or three times. And then and then she comes back sharp. And of course, my immediate reaction is get defensive um, because of what I'd say her sharpness. But it's actually because I didn't listen to her say it nicely the first couple of times, you know. And so men, we have to understand that our wife's words are a way to sharpen us and there the more if you want peace in your home well then you got to you got to hear her the first time when she says it or you have to say hey i actually need you to say it like this the first time you know maybe it's not harsh maybe it's not nice but you need to say hey you know this is an area where you typically don't listen i need you to hear me when i say this it's actually important even though i'm being nice about it you know
0: yeah. Sometimes we need it set a certain way for it to actually, for us to understand it because, <laughs> yep. and it, and it's, yeah, like you said, they, sometimes it, it'll happen over and over again. Like it's the little decisions that, that build up to cause probably, you know, a content, a woman to become contentious. And that's a very good point because mm-hmm. sometimes you might not listen enough. You might have those spreadsheets you're talking about, or you might have, yeah. you know, work that you're thinking about. Sometimes I'm so, I have, I'm a creative person. So I, I I do music and I also do the podcast and I'm constantly thinking of new ideas of how to create and my wife's trying to ask me to you know do something and and I'm and my mind is thinking about what the next show is going to be about or what the what I'm going to do at work or how I'm going to mm-hmm. create a rap and it's that's the, well that's the problem in my life what happens to me I'm too creative so my wife says something I don't even hear her because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how to rhyme, uh, contentious with a word or something, you know, what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> like, like what is going on with my mind, but that's just how it is. It's just, and, I'm thinking about the Bible or what I need to think about this or this, or just, there's so much going on. And, um, like you were talking about Matt, like, um, you're, you're the same way you're talking about being creative and, and wanting to do something, you know, great in life. And sometimes it is about just being simple and, and take care of your family first. And, that's the hard thing that me and Jason have with the podcast too. Same thing. You know, I mean, Jason's like, Hey, I got a barbecue. I got this and I'm over here. You know, it's tough. So we do, we do try to make it so that we we record at five in the morning or nine o'clock at night. So our kids are asleep. And I think it's vastly important, but um, Mm -hmm. Matt, do you want to start a show, bro? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just take you right away. Back again. (laughs) Oh, just kidding. But anyways, yeah. So I love the show, man. I think it's great. Uh, if you want to just, uh, you know, if you have anything else, I think we've, we've been on for about an hour and 10 minutes. I think the show was great. And, you know, sure. just I was going to ask you before we get off, at least go, go into this just for a little bit. How do we, okay. When you're homeschooling a kid, how is it that you separate science from the Bible and, and how hard is that, you know, when you're homeschooling? Sure. So
2: <clears throat> I'll start with, we are not super religious about our schooling like i know people that homeschool and they've they've got a certain curriculum or they're you know they've got their kids doing piano lessons and then this and this and they're basically taking like regular school and bringing it home and to me that's not homeschooling homeschooling is allowing your children to one start school when they're ready because when they're ready it's gonna be a lot easier to teach them Uh, Our boy, for example, our eight year old boy, we tried to start him at age five and man, he just wasn't ready. Like it was, I could like him and my wife are just like going back and forth. He just wasn't ready. His sisters were were ready to start learning at, at that age. He wasn't. He's, um, he likes building things. He likes playing outside. He, um, there's lots of things he enjoys. He does not enjoy learning. So her brother, for example, she grew up with six siblings. Her brother didn't learn to read till he was 10, and he's a doctor now. So it's not a big deal, right? So it's it's all about one, finding their passion, like things that they're good at. Let's push them in that direction. And let's not worry if they're not meeting their grade two, you know, English reading skills or whatever. Um, because what that does, you send someone off to public school or, or even private school. And they're eight years old, so they're supposed to be in this grade and they're supposed to be reading at this level. And if they're not, let's shame them. Right. And let's make them work really hard when maybe when they're 12, like that won't even be an issue anymore. You know, who cares? Like you need you need to be ready to go out in the world when you're 17, 18 years old. So let's stop worrying about them at age five and six, because you could literally learn everything. If, if you were 16 years old, you could probably learn everything you need to know to go out in the world in like a year or two you know, and I'm talking like school, like, uh, you know, how to use a calculator, you know, right. I'm not talking about like doing calculus and things like that, uh, which I've not used since I, you know, since I finished my calculus class, you know, but the things I do use, I know how to read a tape measure, you know, I know how to use Excel in in my work. And, um, and so those are the things that I'm going to teach my children. Right. And so, so we're not sitting down even really doing science class yet you you saw my children they're all pretty young eight is the is the youngest that is the oldest that lives with us uh 100 of the time so um you know they're doing lots of puzzles they're playing lots of games like they're playing monopoly you know things like that things that are fun and you know they're doing art they're we're starting to get them into music a little bit and and so that's the idea so um when it comes to science and stuff like my children my two-year-old if we're watching a movie and universal studios comes on and that Earth's spinning he's going fake 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 like my and he learned that from the other kids i didn't even teach them that right so they they know what we believe and it's not even because we've sat down and said hey we believe the earth is flat they've just somehow kind of picked it up from us you know from from us speaking now if something came in like if we bought you know we'll get books like you know christian books and it's just like loaded with planets and stuff we we'll just toss it like we don't need, we don't even keep it in our house and uh, but again we're not religious about it there may be a book we have that has some some planets in there but our children know that it's it's not real and so we've we've taught them the difference between fake and real we were teaching them the value of playing because there's a lot of amazing studies saying that like like 99% of what a child learns is through playing and the the speed at which they can learn through playing is like 20 times faster. Like they need like 20 X less repetition to learn something through play than to learn it while sitting down at a desk and you talking to them and showing them. It's, it's pretty fast. It's like, it's, it, it literally is like, they need like 400 repetitions to make something Uh, to like ingrain something in their brain or if they do it while they're playing it's like 20 it's it's something totally crazy and and it's like learning by doing right that's that's my that's the the way i learn um i can't stand when i get an ikea cabinet you know the first time i can say i get like five cabinets well the first time i have to read the instructions and it sucks and like it, it takes forever and then i build the next four just by memory because i i did the first one and and that's how that's how we want our children to learn especially our boys like boys aren't made to um sit in a room change, yeah, yeah go here come here buddy i can't show him the tie he just walked in totally naked he's like, he's like change change my bum
0: uh, yeah so maybe this is a good time to stop right there. yeah and this is a great hey you know what i love this here, show bro. man it, this is exactly what we're talking about we're talking about family and kids coming in so amazing dude Surprised my daughter's not uh, down here, but yeah, yeah, this is that's exactly what I wanted to know. So, um, you just so that's the way you're, you're working it. So, that's awesome, man. Um, I i just wanted to know for my kids because I, I think my wife's gonna homeschool, and um, there's not they don't have like a set curriculum that you have to go by, or
1: <clears throat> no, oh, they no, you, sorry, you It's like no, think... you don't have to do a curriculum like that. Uh, Josh, it's it's, it's uh you gotta you gotta just do some research and find out what 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 you just need to do you know like uh, me too yeah, I don't do that. I told my son I said I don't care I told my oldest son I don't care if you get a's and B's and 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 are you helpful are you helping somebody else on the class I, I know you're smart dude he's he's smart he's he's, he's gonna be fine it's like you're it, 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 it's it's when you 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 don't actually learn that person the, the child's learning ability like because me i'm visual like if i watch it on a movie five times three three four times i'll memorize the whole thing and and, and and i can learn anything by that but if you sit me down and try to and say you're gonna learn this and you're gonna sit here <laughs> i'm sleeping bro but it. it's it's weird like I, I i did that in uh we had a class the other day on on how to align motors and i'm just like yeah the guy's like monotone voice he's like and this is how you do this and it's like oh man you know and i told i and i, I met with him after class day hey, bro i know you see me nodding off and i'm not trying it's just i'm not built this way i don't i can't i'm like a shark dude if you have me like sitting in one place for a long time i'm gonna die bro like i need to be moving around and if you show me like but, but it's weird if you do if i'm watching a movie though if you put it like on a T, like some of you,
0: you memorize movies really well. Yeah. It's like
1: boom, I, I could pick it up. I could pick up anything that way. Like I, I, I could, you know, teach you how to I could teach myself to doing that, take apart a motor and put it back together. It's 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 that that's but if you try to teach it to me by sitting down and learning it but in, in a classroom or by, no, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't I don't learn that way. And okay. if you take and, and there's teachers that there's teachers that in school that this they just set their curriculum this is what we're learning this and just give it to you and don't then don't try to even learn that's not teaching you got people out here that want to learn you know they do want to learn they're thirsty for knowledge but if you're not gonna if you're not gonna you know catch their eye with what how they they learn you know it's gonna it's gonna be difficult like you said they're gonna have people arguing with your mom hey i don't want to do this i don't want to sit here my daughter we 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 do is the same thing as kind of how matt does like we, we involve play, we involve stuff. And, and, and when you do that with her, she learned, she does learn faster. Yeah. Like she, she does very well. She's I amazing. think,
2: so. yeah, no, I, th- I think, um, the there's an old quote. It's like, I'd rather my, my child be unintelligent than indoctrinated. You know, it's like, who cares? Like you're already ahead of the game by not sending them to school. Like you, you've already won. So, you have these moms that obsess over like, am I doing enough? Or, you know, are, are they at a certain point? Like they're not in school. You won, like, that's it. Like you, you have officially saved their life. Like they, you go to school, public school and the things that they're going to be exposed to are just disgusting. Oh yeah. Man. Their that's teachers, cool. the other students, um, the, the, the field trips they take. And it's like, you've already won. Congratulations. You've made it. And then from there, it's like, man, let's teach him how to work. You know, like I want my eight-year-old boy, I want him to have a good work ethic. And if he has that and he has the ability to learn simple things, like everything I've done is like, like in work-wise, it's like simple, right? I, I had now, I have to wake up on time. I have, you know, I have to be there. I have to be able to drive a car. Like I have to be able to type on a keyboard, these are all things they're just going to instinctively learn, you know, as they get older.
1: Well, you mentioned reading a tape measure. Uh, There's a perfect yeah. example. I am this many years old, and I barely—I I don't know how—is I don't know how I made it through my work career, whatever it is. I barely learned how to read it like a <laughs> week ago. Like, like, <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell people that. I know, yeah. but it was. It, I'm sorry. I just, like I said, I couldn't get it. And but I, I didn't, it, it never really hindered me because it, for the grace of God, everything was always three and three quarters or right. two and a quarter. But when you get into those sixteenths and eighths, and you're like, oh man, that's confusing. Bro. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, <laughs> and, and my buddy's like, you don't know how to read tape measure. I'm like, uh, he's like, you've worked here this long and you don't know how to read a tape measure. You're a mechanical dude. What is your problem? I'm like,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's, bro. It's like, I'm it sorry. shows. It
0: shows when you like, and, and no offense to our our dad passed away, but yeah, there's certain things he taught us mechanical stuff like with working on cars. But there's certain things that you notice when you when you work in the field that, like I work in the water industry, Jason does too. So there's certain things where they're like, "Bro, did your dad not teach you that?" You know. So there's certain yeah. things that's that's the that well, goes I'm, along I'm with the our oppos- show.
2: I'm the opposite man. Like I, I I'm good with the tape measure, carpentry stuff like that. But I couldn't I don't I wouldn't change my
0: oil. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's all good, you know, but Hey, uh, that was a great show so far, man. We're, we're like an hour and 10 minutes in. We loved it, Matt. Thank you so much, man, for coming yeah, on. I always say, uh, any last words for our audience, you know, for any advice you could give anybody, any dads out there, new dads. I know we have a few new dads that are, that are, that are listening. Probably a lot of them. Sure. Any we advice? Just,
2: yeah. We've got to rid ourselves of selfishness. I think that's it. Like, that is the, that is the one thing that is wrapped up in all these battles that we're fighting, whether it be, um, uh, you know, not, uh, I just think in, in the world of a dad, selfishness is the thing that, that we need to fight against. And if we can, if we can master that, everything else is, is easy and everything else is just like uh, a learning process. And so that we can get through and, and then, yeah, like have, have as many kids as you can possibly have. That's, that's a good way to solve it because you can't be selfish and, and have a family like that. And, and also having as many kids as you can possibly have, you know, you're doing the Lord's will, like the Bible literally says to do that. And, and like, there's just, there's not one of my children. I don't want to give back now that they're here, you know, Prairie who's um, you know, she's eight months now i don't remember life before we had her like every time you have a child you just you just make it work like who cares like god brings the money we've never gone without and if you have more children god's just going to bring more money so like yeah if if you're entrepreneurial minded and you want to you want to make more income start having more children god will literally bring bring the blessing and that's and that's biblical so um and and it's it's a it's a dying trend because what we want to do as a family is we basically want to be the opposite of what the world says. Like the world says wear a mask. We're not wearing a mask. World says have a small family. We're not having a small family. It's just another thing that we're doing that is kind of anti-world these days. So, and and we love being anti-world. So <laughs> I
0: love that. All right, Jason, maybe last words, bro.
1: Uh, For, for messages, for the men and women out there, just do your job. That's it do your job and everything will be fine and read the, read the Bible, teach your kids the Bible. You know, my advice now is, is start your church in the home, you know, start your church in the home, small church in the home with your family and and, and just, just start it out that way. And, and not, you don't have to go to a big church and, and I mean, there's no problem with fellowship with, 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 with other people, but you know, you have to start that in the home because, like you said, that who knows what those kids are learning out in, in others in, in public schools and you know colleges that they go off to and stuff. That's like, no, why do why would I want to do that to my child? i like, you're ruining your their lives by doing that because they're learning things that you you have no idea what they're learning, and so you know be a watchful eye over the, your children and just do your job you know do your job to the fullest like god's watching and you're going to be okay like it's, god will provide so yes, thank so thank you advice-
0: matt okay good sorry well
1: thank you matt and you know god bless you matt and everything you're doing and josh same with you and everybody out there that's listening god bless you and 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 may may you be fruitful and multiply yeah
0: and man. if you, and if you haven't met your wife yet and if you're still like about to just uh Pray about try it. to find out Yeah. Pray on it and also try to be equally yoked. You know, that kind of helps a lot. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff that uh, you're going to have to try to get over that that that's going to be tough if you're not equally yoked. Also, Second Timothy three verses two through nine, it says for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal despisers of good traders, headstrong haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying its power that's i'll just stop there but just think about yeah, that stop
2: now, it sounds too much like me stop yeah reading. yeah
0: yeah so just think about that let's talk about the end times of how, how men will be right so we're just talking about all that so i just my advice for everybody is just to to you know and i need to take it myself is definitely to uh find out the foundation of how God would want the family to be, right? And then try to follow that foundation and and have and try to live by God's will. Um it's very hard to to not do that at this I mean to do that at this time just because of how, how life is getting thrown at you. But in some way try to make sense of it and try to do that, you know, and uh it will it'll it'll work out. You know, yeah it, and I'd like
2: I'd like to add something my pastor said the other day was, um, and I, and I'm not putting down reading the Bible because reading the Bible is very important, but the point is not to learn the Bible. The point is to learn about the one that the Bible testifies of, and that's Jesus. So how can you forge a relationship with Jesus? Right. And it's like, when you have a little baby in a crib and you're talking to that baby, that baby doesn't understand what you're saying, but it's like looking at you, it's looking at your lips. It's trying to learn your language. So even if you don't hear the audible voice of Jesus, or you hear the voice of Jesus in your heart, or have him talk to you, just sit there sometimes and try, like, say, like, Jesus, I want to, I want to learn the sound of your voice. I want to learn your language like a child. Like, I just want to sit here and look at your face and try to see what you're telling me. And that is an awesome way to start the day right there.
0: Amen. Yeah, definitely. And that's a, that's something I try to do in the morning when I I work out in the mornings and listen to the, to the word being, being talk to me cuz um awesome. faith comes by hearing the word of god and what you're saying yeah definitely it's not it's not about learning the bible and learning every single verse it's about living the bible also you yeah. know it's about living it okay and and putting it in your everyday life because you can have all the knowledge in the world but it's like turning that knowledge into wisdom wisdom is is actually living it which I'm trying to do, Matt's trying to do, Jason's trying to do, and we're not saying we're perfect, but all we could do is try to teach you, you know, and uh as much as we can. But yeah, thank you guys all for listening. We appreciate it. We always end this in prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, everybody that's listening right now, man, women, anybody that's listening, please, you know, help them to. To live the Bible, Lord, and help me, help Matt, help Jason. We all need it as well, you know, but just help us to not be distracted by all these things that the world is throwing at us. Help us to not be of this world and help us to be more of uh, uh, doing your will, Lord, because, you know, uh, we want to also say we want to pray for Matt uh for his wife you know right now he said that she's maybe sick she's having these these feelings from being pregnant if you could please just let her have a safe pregnancy uh keep the babies healthy all of his kids healthy we want to uh, just put up um you know just please put a legion of angels around his whole family to protect him uh he's also going out doing conferences you know protect him and also um uh, we want to just, you know, just protect his family, protect Jason's family. We want to put a Legion of angels around his family, around our family, and anybody that's listening right now. And if anybody has any issues that's that's preventing them from being a, a great role model, dad, savior for their family, Lord, take away that whatever that is, you know, that the pornography, you know, the the drinking, uh, the lust for other women, or anything that's happening with the man or or the woman, you know, please help them to to break the chains of whatever is stopping them from being a good husband or, or a good wife or, or a good man, you know, so help them please. Lord, we appreciate everything you do for us. Also help us. If there's anything that's that's stopping us from being good, good husbands and, and uh, you know, or, or anybody that's, that's good wives out there, please help them to, to, uh, to live your will. Thank you, Lord, for everything you do. We appreciate you in Jesus name. Amen. So, amen, all right, so everybody that's listening, please go subscribe to Matt's channel. Um, Matt son of Chris and look it up on, on, on YouTube. It'll be in the description below. Also check out his book. Okay. It's the house that Jesus built the biblical shape of the earth. Check that out, you know, and, and try to and subscribe to his YouTube channel and everything. And also his uh, Instagram. Can you shout out your Instagram, Matt, real quick?
2: Yeah. Instagram at Matt son of Chris. That's where I've been putting down most of my stuff lately.
0: All right. Perfect. And everybody subscribe and share the show. Give us five star review on Apple, Spotify, and that just helps us out with the algorithm. We love you guys and God bless you.